Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here to help us talk about Alabama, reporter for BamaOnline.com is Charlie Potter. Charlie, thank you so much for the time. And Charlie, from what you have seen this season, you follow this team day to day, you and Travis. What is a, a part that if you see any team out there that's going to say, okay, well, they may can go in this direction or they may can go in that direction. What is an area in which Alabama has shown some sort of weaknesses, if they have shown that this season? I mean, I think it always goes back to the quarterback position. Um, you look at any game that Alabama's really struggled in, uh, a quarterback that can make plays down the field and, and also has the ability to maybe uh, pick up a first down or move the chains with his legs, that's usually uh, a recipe for success against Alabama. Uh, so I think, you know, tonight in, in this game, uh, LSU's going to want to run the football, yes, but I think Danny Etling's going to have to play really, really well in order for LSU to see some success. So they're going to have to try to make some plays down the field through the passing game with guys like DJ Shark against the secondary. And if they can do that, then they'll see some success. But, you know, if, if they try to make Alabama or if they try to make LSU one-dimensional, they take away the run and then they just are focused on the pass and it's not seeing some success, then it's going to be pretty tough. That, that quarterback play is really instrumental in, in seeing success against this Alabama defense. And, and while some guys have, have been able to make some plays they haven't been able to do it on a consistent basis. And if, if they can't do that, then it's, it's pretty, pretty tough going against this defense. Charlie, what's what's the likelihood that uh, Alabama is kind of looking past LSU tonight and maybe um, looking forward to, you know, Auburn or whomever else is coming up ahead of them? Or, or are those guys just solely focused and pinpointed on tonight's game? Yeah, I think they are. Um you know, this is typically not a game that, that Alabama players overlook. I think a lot of that has to do with how many Louisiana natives they have on this roster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really focus on Hootie Jones, a senior safety yep. uh, kid from um, Monroe down there uh, this week. And yeah, this is a really important game to him. Uh, I know he's been you know, talking that up to his teammates. And I think having that bye week before that really helps to try to pinpoint of, of how important this is. And, and the guys that have been around, the, the veterans on this team, know what kind of battles they've had uh, with LSU. I mean, everybody remembers last year's game was 0-0 going into the fourth quarter, and um, the the players remember that. They're trying to get the young guys that have been contributing to to realize that and to own in on that. So they're not really looking looking past it. Um, I I think the fact that if if Auburn was next week, it it may be a situation like that. But, um, you know, as much as they respect Mississippi State, I think they know what lies ahead of them uh, tonight, and uh, they're kind of focused on that. Charlie, when, when you look at Alabama, what I what I find interesting, and I, and I think not because of the way, look, no one knew that their schedule was going to shape up like this. I mean, look, I think we knew going into the season the East was not going to be, you know, highly thought of. But, you know, probably no one would have thought Vanderbilt was going to be 3-0 and and hosting the biggest game they had in, I don't know, years. And no one thought Tennessee would be as bad as they are. And Florida State would fall apart completely after uh, Alabama beat them. And it's a pretty tight game in, in the early in the season in uh, Dallas. But when you look at this rest of this schedule, 
the toughest part of Alabama's schedule is forthcoming, and I say that because of the team's record, where they're ranked, and also where they're ranked defensively with LSU, Mississippi State, and Auburn, particularly State mm-hmm. and Auburn, ranked among the top 12 in total defense in the country. And I'm looking at just at some Alabama numbers, and I've watched Alabama solid for a half when they played Florida State and a little bit against Vanderbilt. But other than that, I haven't watched them, you know, uh, quarter to quarter for four or four quarters. So I wouldn't be the best one to give an opinion. But just looking at the numbers, and I see Calvin – has 41 catches, and the next closest to him has 12. And I'm thinking, I wonder if there's a team that can force Jalen to make his progressions, try to check off that second, that third receiver, if he's comfortable in situations like that, and has he been put in situations like that more so uh, than when Alabama pretty much dictates when they want to pass it and if they want to pass it. I mean, I think that's one of the big things for the end of the season that Alabama is really going to want to uh, pay attention to, to progress each and every week, and and to maybe uh, make an emphasis in the games is that downfield passing game because uh, Calvin, everybody knows what he brings to this offense, and and Jalen has done a decent job of distributing the football around. We saw last week uh, the tight ends really got involved, and they've been getting the running the running backs involved in the passing game, but. Guys like Robert Foster, Jerry Judy, the true freshman, uh, you know, those are guys that have big play potential. Uh, if you can just get the balls in their hand, if they if they connect on some of these deep balls, or if they just start to maybe pass the ball around a little bit more, because really I think the, the passing numbers when you start to break those down, you have to take into account the success that Alabama's had on the ground. Uh, they really haven't had to go out and, and throw the ball to try to win the game, and that's something that that you touched on, and I agree with that. With this final stretch facing teams like LSU, Mississippi State, and Auburn. Uh, with, with pretty decent secondaries, they're going to have to. That's going to come into play at least at some point in the game where Jalen's going to have to step up and, and make a play down the field. So that's really going to be something that I think the coaches are uh, placed the emphasis on. As the fans are very interested in seeing if he can go out there and do that, because like I said, it hasn't been something they've really had to rely on this season. With Charlie Potter talking about Alabama, the 8-0 Crimson Tide, a perfect 5-0 in conference play uh, with the tough part of their schedule coming down three of the next four weeks against ranked teams, against LSU, Mississippi State, and the annual Iron Bowl against Auburn. In between there is uh, Mercer be the week before the Iron Bowl. Charlie, w- when you look at the defense now, and I'm, I hear people talk about you know how dominant this team looks and so forth. I, I was under the impression that they were just as dominant to the start of last year and with the linemen that they had, Asia. And, and all those guys, I mean, and you, you had Eddie on the back end until he got hurt, and we're seeing what he's doing in the pros now. But what is the difference uh, from the dominant play defensively last year and this year? Some of the numbers are the same, the high volume of defensive touchdowns they scored last year and what they did on special teams. But you take us through. Is it is it eerily similar? Is this year better so far? What's the difference between last year's defense and this year's defense? I, th- I think last year's defense was a little bit more dominant. And you had some kind of those – alpha-like personalities on it. You had uh, the Johnson Allens, the Reuben Fosters, the Ryan Andersons of the world were, were on this defense, and uh, you made a lot of plays in terms of pass rush. And I think Alabama's really had to um, you know, rally the troops and kind of regroup after that first game against Florida State because you went into that game completely healthy, but in the second half you lost um, a lot of your top pass rushers, and those guys haven't been on the field since. Talked about Christian Miller and Terrell Lewis, guys that they've been pointed as really their top pass rushers entering this season. So they've had to have a lot of young guys step up and replace them, a lot of inexperience at the linebacker position, and um, they've had to adjust to that. And those those young guys have got a lot of experience, and it's benefited Alabama for it. We've seen guys like Mac Wilson uh, come along uh, since then, Dylan Moses, 
uh, a kid from Louisiana, he's been able to play more. So those guys have valuable experience under their belts now, and, and they've improved with each um, you know, passing week. And I don't necessarily know if it's the strength of the defense, but really one thing that's different about this year's team is how much experience they have in the back end. The secondary is full of juniors and seniors. Uh, you know, guys like Minka Fitzpatrick, Ronnie Harrison, Anthony Averett are playing and have been playing. Uh, you have really, to me, one of the stories of the um, college football season, and Levi Wallace, a former walk-on who's playing at an All-American level as a cornerback position opposite of Averett. And with that defensive front having so many, uh, I guess, inefficiencies because of injuries, those guys have had to step up, and they've, they've done a decent job of that. So it's just different, um, I guess, makeup. They've had to rely on some young players, and, and they've, they've improved. Uh, I still think – you know, this defense is one of the best in the country. I just don't think it's up to that level uh, that it was last year. But now with some of those guys getting healthy, uh, Deshaun Hands coming back, Rashawn Evans has been playing a lot more after an injury. So with them kind of rounding into form, maybe we'll see that change. Who knows? Charlie Potter, Alabama, uh, Alabama Online, BamaOnline.com, a great, store, a great staff there. Uh, Charlie, everybody out there paying attention wants to get the latest on the Crimson Tide and go find out, uh, we call this segment Behind Enemy Lines, what Alabama's been up to, point them in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, BamaOnline.com is, is the place to go. Uh, you know, we are part of that. 24-7 Sports Network. I know the guys for the LSU side uh, do a good job over there, too. But myself, Travis Ryer, um, you know, Kirk McNair, who's been covering the team for almost 50 years now. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're doing a, a solid job in keeping up with everything this team's doing. Uh, basketball season's starting up, too, so it's just like a, a never-ending process. But with that and recruiting, uh, you know, Bama Online really is your one-stop shop for Bama stuff. Charlie Pollard. Charlie, good stuff, as always. Thanks so much. Tell Travis I said hello, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Will do, man. Thanks for having me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.